We figured out how to create 111,000, 111, by the way, my favorite, by the way, of course, $111,000 in less than 20 days out of thin air because of our commitment to like, whatever, we're going to figure it out no matter what comes at us because there was no maybe. And I believe that maybe is miserable. Welcome to the Soul Ascend podcast with your hosts, Meg and Jen. We're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome and let's dive in. Let's go. All right. She's already, she's she already. I was just going to say she's got her Beyonce boobs. We're still in, we're recovering from Beyonce. We were talking like every day, all day long. And then Beyonce happened and we were like, wait, I haven't talked to him in like five days. <laughs> and here's the weird thing. I've been having dreams about Beyonce almost every. Oh, wow. What kind wow. of dreams? Yeah. Let's, can we go further? So like so many best friend dreams happening. <laughs> oh, she's your boo. Like we're like besties in my dream. And here's what I think is happening. Um, For a long time, a lot of people have made in the industry associations between me having characteristics of Beyonce, right? And then we went and saw Beyonce. And for a long time, I was like, Beyonce, no. I'm like, I'm like Rihanna. I'm like, I'm like Rihanna. I'm like the bad girl. But I love Beyonce, right? But I wasn't seeing myself. I wasn't seeing what other people were seeing. After the show, I feel like I get it. I'm like, yeah. And Beyonce did some magic where we all felt like we are Beyonce. We are all Beyonce. Oh, yeah. We we are all Beyonce. Every single one of us. And so I think what's happening is I'm finally accepting certain characteristics that I see in Beyonce that like Beyonce embodies to me. And I feel like I'm starting to accept those things in myself. Mm. Channeling your inner queen bee. Yeah. Like Mm. my, my queen energy, my um, innovative ability, my, I mean, there's just so many things like that, that concert. I feel like I could go four more times. I agree. I want to see. Well, I was not there. So you're going to have to. (laughs) Let's go. I think there's still a few shows left. Let's get on a plane and go. This is the caveat. We have to dress you. Oh, we get freedom to dress you. <laughs> sure. I, I will be Okay. Maybe we should go and we can dress Megan. I would that would be so fun. That's full trust. I I know. That's Okay. Well, we had a more wardrobe malfunction with you yeah. recently, so we need to fix that. <laughs> I'm having commitment phobia right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think um, we can, is it okay if we use some of this B-roll? Of course. Okay. Always. Queen B-roll. Beyonce roll. Beyonce roll. Beyonce. All right. It's, B, it's Queen B. Beyonce roll. I love that. <laughs> this is how we're going to intro the podcast. Here we are. We are talking with Makosi today and we're talking about Queen Bee energy because we recently went to go see Beyonce. And yeah. apparently uh, Makosi is now besties with the Queen Bee herself. In my head, 
<laughs> in my head but also it's invited me to because at first I was like oh this is like completely in my mind but it did also invite me to just explore well what does it look like like why couldn't I be friends with Beyonce I mean you know that that concept of what is it six six degrees of separation or something mm -hmm. like that I was looking so I I did work with with Tia Mowry and she went to see Beyonce yesterday and I was looking at her Instagram and she was talking about Beyonce's birthday and, you know, when she first met Beyonce and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm only one degree away mm -hmm. from Beyonce, actually. It's not that wild of a thing to think that me and B could be best friends, especially because she's very like, mysterious and mm -hmm. uh doesn't put a lot out there that i really i get that i really i really she would be so honored to have you as a friend makosi mm -hmm. i mean it thanks guys. Mm -hmm. and you know what i think is really interesting about how we're starting this conversation is it's like uh we always limit ourselves right and this is going to lead right into what we're talking about today it's like well why can't you if, if there's one, if there's six degrees of separation between you and someone that is Beyonce, what other small degrees of separation can you close in the business loops, in your life loops that are really close to what's possible for you, but you maybe have set yourself up for not exploring that. And today we're going to be talking with Makosi again, because this is the third time that she's been on our podcast and I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the last. Oh, no, no. absolutely not. But we're so excited to talk to you today because, you know, Megan and I wanted to elaborate on the last conversation we had because it was so good. And, and we had a transition happen where, you know, we realized through some of your teachings, Makosi, and what you shared, you know, how to actually create abundance from abundance versus abundance from scarcity, which is where a lot of women land. And we wanted to bring you back on because Megan and I wanted to share a little bit about that. But we also wanted to lean into some of the, some of the tools you have to help women that are in abundance, create more and expand further. And since that is your mastery and your zone of genius, we thought it would be a great time to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds delicious. So, <laughs> uh, be, be sure to start at the beginning, like share with the listeners where this conversation started. Oh Which gosh. Well, I'm just realizing as you're asking that question that the beginning I think dates back to what we think it does. Does that make sense? Like I think energetically a year ago we decided we wanted something really bad. And so we were energetically calling it in and that thing was a house. We wanted to buy property together. And so when was it Jen that that same weekend that I was looking for property and then you found one at the same time, but we didn't talk about it. How long ago was that? Mm, two months ago. But, but backing up before that, Meg, when I went to Florida, not this last time, but last time and was with Makosi, her and I had a conversation about how I had never created. We were at breakfast at that place down in St. Pete, Makosi. And we had a conversation about how I personally had never created massive abundance from abundance for abundance sake. 
Mm-hmm. It was to, to get me out of scarcity. Right. Yeah. And then we, I came back, shared yeah. what we talked about at dinner. And I said, Oh, me too. And that was how it happened. Yeah. So that, that piece right there is really important to just, I think, give people some, some context to what does it look like to create abundance from abundance? A lot of people that I come across, especially women never recognize that all of their success that they've created was to get out of a horror story of some sort Mm -hmm. or um, restriction of some sort. And then unconsciously find themselves in these patterns where, oh, in order for me to level up, I have to create situations where everything goes to shit so that now I have like a reason (laughs) to go to the next level of abundance versus what does it look like for everything to be amazing and good and also you get to experience more Mm. yes so good yeah and I think you know to to even take it a step back further I know for me when I've created abundance because of a scarcity situation, it required me to have unaltered focus, like laser focus only on this one thing because the situation was so dire. Like I didn't have another choice, or at least that's what I told myself. So everything revolved around the one thing that I was attempting to create out of nothing. And I think there was a similar theme in this situation because we were so laser focused, but the first step was just making the decision. Like we both made a very big decision together that was so unwavering. None of us, there there was no option B, there was only option A. And we were going to pick up the pieces and put the puzzle together in whatever way it needed to be fit. And we didn't know how it was going to fit together, but we were willing to do the work to figure it out. And so I think it was the same theme. The only difference is the situation wasn't dire. We we would have been fine if it didn't happen, but we were so committed. Like there was no backing out energetically. So it came from the energy of abundance versus if I fuck this up, I don't know where I'm going to live. <laughs> so I think that was another thing that's coming through. I know there are a lot of steps in that process, but for us, the first step was making the decision. Um, Big, big blinking line lights on decision. Um, In my containers, a lot of people have been asking me like, oh, Makosi, what's the what's the secret to quantum leaping? And like, how does that actually work? And I boil it down to it. It all boils down to decision. If you think about it this way, most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, know what it is that we want, know what it is that we desire. Even if we like try to find excuses of why we shouldn't have it or why we can't have it or Blah, blah, blah. At the truth, most of us know on some level what it is that we want. But 
Most of us sit in indecision about going for what we desire, what we want. We sit in that indecision for a really, really long time. And it's worse sometimes if you are in a comfortable place, if you are already in abundance to a certain degree, like your relationship is good, business is, you know, it's okay. And there's not a pain, there's not something poking you <laughs> to go after that thing that you that you do desire that you want. And actually there can even be fear of like, oh, if I go after that, then I can then I can lose what is comfortable for me right now. So we sit in that indecision sometimes a month, sometimes a year, sometimes 10 years, some people a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that is why they never <laughs> quantum leap. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about where does a quantum leap what causes a quantum leap? It is you learning to trust yourself to make those decisions and you shorten, you collapse the time that it takes you to make those decisions. If we just look at this logically, at, you're getting these insights all the time. And let's say that on average, it takes you a month to actually just decide that you want what you want, that you desire what you desire, right? Takes you a month. So that means in a year, there are 12 months in a year, you would move forward 12 steps making those decisions. However, if you can collapse the amount of time to your decision that, you know what, I, I want what I want and I'm gonna decide that it's coming, it's happening, I'm moving towards it. And you reduce that to, let's say, two days. Okay, two days. Well, in a year, that's what, 100, okay, what's the math? 187 steps? Because every time one of those desires came up, instead of talking yourself or fooling yourself or so on and so forth, you just decided more quickly. Mm -hmm. Well, a quantum leap happens when, okay, I've taken 187 steps versus 12. Mm, yeah. I can hear people thinking right now, listening, and I think there's a level of trust. I, I think you mentioned this earlier, but I feel Makosi like a gap for a lot of people is trusting that it's the right decision. Like if I move forward with this decision, Will my spouse or my family sacrifice, make sacrifices in pursuit of this decision? Like, what if it flops? What if I start a business and I lose millions of dollars and I ruin my family's life situation? So how do we determine between making the right decision and developing that level of trust so that we can collapse time. Yeah. The most important thing that comes up immediately to me is redefining what is a right decision versus a wrong decision. Because if a right decision is only a decision that works out perfectly like you imagined it, well, good luck with that. Yes. <laughs> 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 happens. And especially if we're talking about entrepreneurship, 
right? I was having a conversation with um, with a client who created a ton of success and then experienced a, a failure in business, a flopped launch, right? And she was like, now I feel like a fraud because how can I say that I'm, I'm a success in business when like I had this massive flop of a launch? Yeah. And I remember sitting earlier this year, I was sitting beside having breakfast with Richard Branson, right? Sir Richard Branson himself on his private island. And we were literally having a conversation about this. And he's like, yeah, I I fail in business every day. <laughs> literally every single day he's failing. And shortly after that, he announced that, um, what is it? Virgin Galactic was going bankrupt, right? But is there anyone who would not take business mentorship or guidance from Richard Branson. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So to me, we have to redefine, okay, is, is right only when you succeed in what you're doing or is a right decision that you experience the opportunities to learn and to become right, mm -hmm. to become the version of you that experiences the certain, you know, the levels of success that you want, that lives the lifestyle that you want, so on and so forth. No, the failing is part of that. That is part, that is part of a right decision when you fail. If we can embrace that, if we can embrace, because we only, entrepreneurs are really bad about this, right? We only want the good parts, <laughs> right? Uh, we only want the freedom. We only want the, you know, consistent revenue. We only want the, mm -hmm. da, 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 right? However, we don't experience that without the other. So our, our ability to experience abundance comes when we increase our capacity to experience the full range of what it is that we desire, which means if you want to experience what it's like to run a million dollar company, right? Your ability to experience that is going to be dependent on your willingness to lose a million dollar company. Mm. abundance we think abundance is just the good stuff just just the money just the opportunities just the people no abundance is actually the entire range both good and bad mm. that mm. is abundance i just want you to say that again and and i i i feel that so deeply like that is the thing that I want our listeners to hear right now is the acceptance of both as the same energy as of abundance and what we conceptually think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Abundance is not just the good stuff. It is the entire range. So another way I look at this and it's a very spiritual concept but it's understanding that in on this plane, we are here to experience duality, which means both extremes 
of any concept, right? So a great example of this is hot on one extreme, cold on another extreme gives us the experience of temperature, right? Without both of those, we do not understand or we can't even conceptualize what temperature means. So now to bring this back to what we are talking about, right? We don't get, what What was that um, married with children? Love and marriage. You can't have one without the other, right? <laughs> oh, sing it, sister. You got it. <sighs> right? It's like, we get to get comfortable with experiencing the entire range. The abundance is not just one end of the spectrum. It is the entire range. And ideally, ideally, we get off of the ping pong roller coaster of like, I'm experiencing the extreme of the positive. And nope, now I've got to experience the exact opposite extreme. And we're like constantly up, down, up, down. My vision for people is to embrace being in the middle, right? That harmony is in the middle between the two and getting comfortable. That's actually what euphoria is. Hmm. People think euphoria means ecstasy. Ecstasy's a peak. Euphoria in its original frequency, its original context, it means well-being. So like on a scale from one to 10, 10 being, you know, the highest amount of money, the highest experience, and one being the low, euphoria resides right at that sweet seven, seven spot, right? And that, that gets to be your primary experience of reality. So, hey, John, I know we have a lot going on, but what are you excited about right now? You know, what I'm most excited about is doing exactly what we did on May 20th, again, on September 23rd. What are you talking about? The live event, like no other, the Women in Business Leadership Lounge. I have so much fun at each event, and I feel like now that we have two under our belt, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, we had a blast on May 20th, and we're going to blow it out of the water on September 23rd. So I know a lot of you that are listening have probably been to a business event, a networking event. I hate to say that because it feels like forced conversations and stuffy fluorescent lights in a conference room. And this is so not that. No, it's not. We do it in an edgy environment in downtown Boise at the Amsterdam Lounge, where we have a live DJ, we have champagne, wonderful catered food. And we also bring in local business women who showcase their products and services so that we can shop. Lots of shopping. And you forgot to mention the red carpet photo entrance yeah i love getting dressed up how many outfit changes are we gonna have this event 
<laughs> well, we might have to top the last one. <laughs> I think we're going to have a, a constant stream of Rent the Runway outfits arriving at our door. I love it. So if y'all are listening and you're ready for a fun and connected event where you'll get to meet with other women in business and possibly collaborate with them in real time, but also learn from us in person as well as the other amazing speakers that we have, then you don't want to miss this. So if you'd like to join us, you can head over to our website at soulascendcoaching.com or you can grab your ticket. Yeah. And while you're there, check out some of our other resources that we have for you. We have so many free gifts there to support you in integrating our methods of sales, of making more money, of staying connected and staying aligned through our collaboration formula on that site. And you'll also get to see more about how we work with people in a more intimate setting. So head on over and we can't wait to see you live in person in Boise on September 23rd. Yeah, I love this concept. And I think it, I want to just recap a little bit, Makosi, if we can, because I I hear you teaching a lot of different concepts that I think can be really powerful for people to have in a step-by-step process. And I know you're going to be doing that and what you're um, launching soon with your abundance alchemy challenge, but maybe we could just back up and, you know, have our audience anchor to three things, you know, like one, two, three, if they're really at that place where they want to create more and they're in abundance currently, but they really want that quantum leap, that expansion, you know, here is the first step. Here's the second step. Here's the third. And then the fourth is to join your challenge so they can really get the concepts um, ingrained and practice them. I think Megan and I are joining, aren't we? Yes. It starts on the 25th of September. So I think it's my sister's birthday. Perfect. It'll be a birthday gift to me. <laughs> um, but tell us with her all these years. No, <laughs> But maybe if you don't mind, um, maybe you could just three really, you know, direct steps that could help someone that's in that space right now. Yeah. Well, we definitely honed in on first step. Okay. Decide. Right. Yeah. First step, decide that you actually desire what you desire and that you are moving forward in that direction. Step two, the aligned action. Now, we love for an aligned action to be going from like A to Z. That is not actually how we collapse time or experience the quantum leaps in abundance. Aligned action just means maybe you don't know the entire way that you're going to get there, but you just focus on what is the next step and then the next step and then the next step, right? You just focus on one, maybe two steps max, and you start moving in that direction. That could look like, you know, learning what it is that you need to know about you desire or connecting with the people who do know to guide you, but taking that aligned action in that direction, not just wishing, hoping, praying that it appears. 
And then the third step is adjustment, refinement. Because inevitably, when you start to go in that direction, you have in your mind, probably it's going to take this, 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 and this for me to get there. And nine times out of 10, you're wrong. (laughs) Either you're wrong in that your plan is longer than it needs to take, right? Or there's extra steps or that it could come in a completely different way. But what I see happen a lot is people make that decision and then they finally start taking those actions and inevitably obstacles show up in their reality that keep them from having what it is that they desire. And they make that mean, oh, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, get, guess, guess it's not the right time or, oh, <laughs> guess guess I don't have what it takes for blah, blah, blah. No, that's not at all what's happening. What's happening is that energetically you claimed, you proclaimed what is for you. And then you started moving in that direction. And then God, source, the universe put in front of you. Okay, that's what you want. Here is what you need in order to become the version of you that has what it is that you desire. So I'm going to give you the fuel through the form of an obstacle to actually get what you want. I'm not keeping you from what you want. I am showing you how you can mold yourself to become the version of you that has what you want. That's what obstacles really are, right? And sometimes they show us, actually, we didn't want that, (laughs) right? Because if we're not willing to lean into an obstacle, maybe we didn't actually want that and that's okay right but that adjustment period it's a that also is a process you take a step something shows up in the form of an obstacle you either decide no i don't want that <laughs> or you lean in further and then another one comes and you you rise to that challenge and so on and so forth until eventually you experience what it is you desire. Makosi, this is like mic drops so good because I think this is what our listeners need to hear is this step right here. Yes. Jen and I, when purchasing the property, we came across. Well, let's let's talk about that for a minute. Let's give some context. Yeah, that's I, what I'm going oh, into. Oh, okay, because I, I think like we talked about it earlier, yeah. but- what we talked about earlier didn't have a lot of context. So I just want to make sure that we're being clear on the context because it was a big deal. Yeah. Tell us a story. Tell us the whole story about how the property came to be. Okay. So a while ago, Jen and I started planting seeds for creating a soul pad. (laughs) So we host a lot of both destination and local events. And we wanted something that was our own. We wanted a place that we could host our events and bring our clients and our community to our space. So we energetically made the decision a while ago. And I want to say it was maybe about four or five months ago, we really, really made the decision. And the same weekend, we were both looking at properties, but we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, 
Jen sends me a link to this property. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I was just on realtor.com or whatever, the MLB looking for our soul pad. So when that happened, it was affirmation like, okay, we're both on the same page. Now it's go time. And it just so happened that the property that she sent us was like the perfect fit for what we desired. We wanted a space that we could host a certain amount of women, but um, could also generate revenue for us. We wanted a space that was centrally located in, in downtown Boise. And so it had everything, right? The first step was making the decision, right? The second step for us, what it was just unwavering. Like we're all in, there is no option B, and we're going to figure it out. So, and please feel free to chime in if I miss a step. When obstacles started come and, and they started coming fast, we had a lot of obstacles, but for us, we never freaked out. It was like, oh, here's another problem we get to solve. And for me, I was so eager to learn how to solve these problems because while Jen has been in real estate investing for a while, this is my second property. So I was so excited and eager. To, it's like, all right, let's figure something else out. And there was this level of neutrality, at least from my perspective, that we had where it was like, okay, what are the steps we need to take to figure this out? Well, and, I do want to interject because yeah. what happened, Makosi, during that, What from my observation, because I stepped out. And I stepped out, not fully, but Megan led this. And what happened to Megan in the process of her unwavering commitment to figuring it out is we manifest because she was committed, we were committed, and she kept taking steps to grow who she be, who she gets to become, learning this whole new business, right? In real time, we manifested because she was like, obstacle, figure it out, obstacle, figure it out. We figured out how to create 111,000, 111, by the way, my favorite, <laughs> by the way, of course, $111,000 in less than 20 days out of thin air because of our commitment to like, whatever, we're going to figure it out no matter what comes at us because there was no maybe. And I believe that maybe is miserable. Did you just come up with that? Or is I that you're saying? I always say that. What? Yeah. Maybe is miserable. I need to write that down. And I believe that because we decided there was no pain, right? There was none of that like stress or anxiety. It was just neutral. We we're like, okay, let's just go. We got this. That was the step two for us was overcoming those obstacles. Now we did have to adjust Makosi because some of the financing did not work. And Megan was like, we got another way. We're going to adjust and make it happen another way. And who she became during that, I, I have so much reverence for because in the matter of two months, I watched her become the next level of, of a business owner, of an entrepreneur, of a CEO. It wasn't the house that we bought. It was like the biggest reward was watching ourselves become, expand into a different level of who we get to be. And that was the beautiful part for me. Don't cry. <laughs> Thank you. But that's what you're speaking to, right? So now we've leveled up our capacity. Her 
me and together. So how do we now, it's like, okay, now we get to either push the button and keep going or releasing that, right? And taking a step back. And I think that's the balance or the harmony that I think a lot of entrepreneurs run into, right, Meg? Yeah, and I think this brings me to the conversation that you and I were talking about just about an hour ago. Yeah. And, you know, once you meet that objective or have a quantum leap, what, where do you go from there? Because, you know, I know Jen loves momentum and I do too. I I feed off of momentum. If I don't have momentum, I am bored. I am tired. I'm exhausted. Same as you. This is what you were just saying. But I think sometimes what happens is there is a point where maybe it's our ego is saying that we've reached our capacity and that we need to take a step back and take a break, that we need to rest or we need to do something else. Because if we keep going, we're going to exhaust all of our resources. We're going to get tired. We're going to have to sacrifice the things that are important to us, such as time with family and pursuit of something. So where is the line here, Mikosi? And how do you define the momentum and growing for growth's sake, as you said on a previous podcast, growth for abundance sake versus growing and maybe making some sacrifices that you regret and then completely burning out. So I think there's a few different approaches that I I've seen people take when they hit a new level. The most common one is like, all right, we did it. Now what's next? Right. We, we hit this momentous occasion or did this amazing thing. And instead of, we'll call it a tuning to that, right? Now our eyesight is on the next. What's the next thing? So what I'm going to, the answer that I'm really going to say is that it's neither one of those. (laughs) It's, It's not the, okay, now we need to completely rest and stop. And it's also not, okay, what is, what is the next level? It is now getting your nervous system to normalize the abundance that you are experiencing. The way that you can do that, you all had like a, you had a specific reason why you purchased this soul pad, right? So now it's not okay, well, well, what's next? It's like, no, now we are experiencing the soul pad. What would our reality look like if we were utilizing the soul pad in the way that feels really aligned for us? Whether that's like the booked out events, or maybe it's that you, um, you know, have one-on-one or small group clients that are booked out for sessions with you all at the soul pad, so on and so forth. Right. So it's now taking the, the level that you've gotten to 
and integrating it into like, okay, this is our, this is our minimum now. I think a lot of people, when we, when we set goals, right, we set goals as the peak of what we want. And then we hit the goal and we either collapse back because it was a momentary thing or, okay, now it's on to the next and we lose focus or momentum in that area. So instead, what we want to do now is instead of that being a one-time experience, hitting that goal of buying the soul pad, that now becomes your new minimum. The soul pad represents a minimum. So I think together now you all can have a conversation about like, okay, what does it look like for, what, is the, what does the soul pad represent as our minimum in business? Would that look like, you know, maybe it's booked out with 25K in revenue every month, right? Maybe that's what that represents to you. And now you go about structuring your business, structuring your life, et cetera, to support that being the minimum. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I'm just taking it in. Yeah. Cause another thing that I see happen, Makosi, is the ADD brain starts to kick in. It's like, oh, squirrel, like, Let's let's go start another event and buy 10 more houses next month. <laughs> and then all of a sudden our energy is might be fragmented where that was the threshold, or at least what I'm hearing you say, we hit that threshold and now we get to use that as the foundation to build upon because if we're moving from one thing to the next, but we actually have it maybe capitalized on the foundation that we built there. There could be 25K in revenue a month that we could be losing and or maybe we're not even profiting on the house because we've already moved on to the next project when this actually wasn't complete. It was just beginning. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hearing you say. And I think that's something that a lot of people... I think people make those mistakes because they're like, I got to keep moving on to the next project. And then they haven't actually completed the very thing that they started. Ooh, we do this everywhere. <laughs> ADD or not, right? I have ADD. Um, and listen, I get it. I get how much fun it is to look for the next, the next new thing. Um, I see this happen so much in, in the coaching space and mentorship and strategy and so on and so forth, right? How many people have old dusty courses that they just like completed, but didn't actually use what is in there or how many times have, I mean, I see it all the time where we have clients who come in, who get, get an incredible result, which is what they wanted and not understand that that's the beginning. Like now we can actually move towards what's possible. And then they're like, all right, I got what I needed from here and then move on to the next. And 
that by itself prevents the momentum from building. Mm, Yeah. So good. Can there be a part two to this? Yeah. I think that this is a rolling (laughs) podcast with Makosi. I think it's just rolling. (laughs) It's just just a series lifetime podcast. (laughs) The conversation never ends. No, it doesn't. But it's step-by-step. So now that we're in this step, we get to practice it. And then we're going to come back with more questions. Yeah. But I think that the audience can practice it with us also. That's what I mean. Oh yeah. And, and Makosi's challenge. Um, so I know that we were so excited to have you on now. It was perfect timing and perfect because we've been having these conversations around abundance and, you know, creating from abundance. And that's what you're doing when you're launching your next free challenge on this, the 25th of this month. So it was really perfect timing. Um, Megan and I are going to enroll and see you there. And so can you tell the audience maybe just a little bit about what to expect if they decide to jump in? Yeah. So I created this Abundance Alchemy Challenge because I got very frustrated with people coming to me, wanting to work with me and not knowing how to create money on demand and not knowing how to do that and also find their calling, find their genius in the process. So I have clients who are going to be taking this at every level, whether it's at, you know, $10,000, $100,000 or a million dollars a year, because having this skill set is important. But we're also going to dive into not just the practical, how do you create money on demand whenever you want without marketing, but we're also going to dive into what are those, what are those perspective shifts that you need to make in order to expand your abundance, in order to take what is showing up in your life, alchemize that and turn it into gold, essentially. And this applies in every industry. Um, It's just a foundational, energetic, and practical principle of entrepreneurship. So it's free. Um, I'm, I'm also adding that you will not be allowed to buy anything from me during the challenge. I've structured it that way. You're not allowed to buy from me during this because I just want people to be able to focus on gaining this. And then if after that you want to know how to take the next step, then we'll have a conversation about that. But completely free. I feel like every entrepreneur should have this knowledge this information and make these shifts to create abundance. Can't wait. So excited. All right, guys, if you're listening, there is a link in the show notes. So make sure to register today so you can have more Makosi nuggets of gold in your life. Makosi, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm really excited for this challenge. I I always love these conversations. I leave feeling so energized by you and your wisdom. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Last thing, um, when you are hooked up with Beyonce and you need a a, a co-pilot. Yeah. Are we invited? Wing women. We are your girls. Mm -hmm. So just call on us and we will be there in stilettos. Fantastic clothes and great earrings. (laughs) you're there (laughs) thank you Makosi thank you
Did you love this episode? If so, we want to hear from you. And we love reviews. We love five-star reviews. And we also love to connect with our audience. You can find us on Instagram at Coaching, or you can connect with us at soulascendcoaching.com. 